Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend, Teresa. How you doing, Teresa? I'm pretty good, Pan. Just rubbing some chapstick on my dry-ass lips. How are you? I'm doing great. Teresa, how's your Twilight read going on? Oh, my God. Um, you don't have to go into specifics. I just wanted to bring that up before we got started. <laughs> okay, I'll try not to talk about Twilight this episode so much. Um, but it's good. I'm a little more than halfway through. And uh, I just this got to Teresa's the Twilight Corner. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I just got to the chapter where they like, instead of going to Seattle, they go lay in the field and like, uh, Edward's like, you are my special brand of heroin. And I'm like, shut up. I know, I know. I'm probably going to read a little. I literally, like, I, chapter 14 is so emotionally compromising because it's the chapter with uh, you're my special brand of heroin happens and so the lion fell in love with the lamb and like there's a lot of creepy stuff in that chapter like just the way that Edward is and like I had to take a breather like I only could read one chapter yesterday like that's how terrible it was it's good I'm continuing I'm kind of debating if I want to read the rest of them but at the same time do I really want to put myself through that you know yeah that's what I was gonna ask that was gonna be my next question is if you're planning on uh continuing with the rest of the series I guess I'll put a uh a Twitter poll up because let's be real Twitter gets the brunt of it since I like live tweet the whole thing so I'm really hoping that either BuzzFeed picks up um, how hilarious and funny the thread is. and As they should. As they should. And I jokingly was like writing half of the article today with a friend via Twitter replies. Uh, so if you see the tweet, there's a lot of good jokeronies in there. At the end of the day, I think I'll let the people of the internet decide because like... I could keep reading them, no problem. But also at the same time, what's the point in reading them if I can't make fun of them, you know? Yeah. Well, that's great. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are not a Twilight podcast. We are a real podcast about fake podcasts. And I think that I went first last time. Yeah. Does that track yeah. with your recollection of our recordings? Because I forget as anything that we have said here. I forget as soon as we finish recording. <laughs> so would you like to go first? Yes. How about a podcast where people read do you remember the uncle john's bathroom readers and like the chicken soup for the soul books and stuff like that i'm pretty sure that jimmy's parents have an uncle john's bathroom reader in their bathroom That's hilarious there was one in my bathroom too at one point because my dad was like it's like a serial like stay in the bathroom for an hour type yeah i was thinking about people reading those books one as um like the host who will just read the book and then another person who's like the targeted audience for that book like for instance the one that's like chicken soup for the grandma's soul and like imagine like somebody like us reading that and then having like one of our actual grandmothers read that and then you like the two of you kind of host it together and read it and stuff like that and then see if it holds up not only for the actual audience but then the person like that it's not intended for as well. Okay, so if I'm understanding this correctly, you would have like a main host and then you would have a an ever-changing co-host and the co-host would be whoever it is that is in the demographic that the particular chicken soup for the book is directed towards? Yes, exactly. And I know like chicken soup for the whatever soul is usually more aimed towards an actual audience, but 
Uncle John's bathroom readers. Let's read some of the Uncle John bathroom reader titles we have. Oh, do you have do you have them on hand? Uh, I can look them up right now. So we have Uncle John's bathroom reader, nineteen ninety eight. Uncle John's bathroom reader. Oh, second bathroom reader, nineteen eighty nine, and it goes all the way to oh my god, and then it goes to tenth anniversary. Oh, ninety five is the best of Uncle John's bathroom reader. <laughs> Then there's 98 is Great Big Bathroom Reader. So apparently these are done every year. Supremely Satisfying Bathroom Reader. Ah, Inspiring Bathroom Reader. Unstoppable Bathroom. Fast Acting, Long Lasting. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of these. But these aren't like necessarily aimed towards one group of person. They're just a general bathroom reader. And then there's like Bathroom Reader Plunges Into History, which that sounds delightful you talk about that with like a, a historian of some oh, kind most definitely there's uncle john's bathroom reader tease off on golf thanks <laughs> tales to inspire book of facts oh good gravy oh uncle john's bathroom reader sudoku challenge that's a fun one what yeah and you can buy it too Oh, good God. That's, That's kind of amazing, actually. You can buy it on Amazon, and you could buy it for $5 used, or you can buy it for $2 from the used section, too. Okay, so I have a question that's technically related to this, but not necessarily related to the podcast idea. I have a very important question. I've never read a chicken soup for the blank book. Okay. What are they? What is in these books? Oh, ultimate coloring. These colors don't run. Wow. That sounds incredibly American. So it's kind of like an anth- they're anthology books is what they are. Okay. So some of them could like, I only read one chicken soup book of the franchise, if you will. I read one that was like aimed for young teens. Chicken soup of the franchise. Yeah, delicious. I think I read uh, chicken soup for the teen soul or some shit like that in hopes that like. That sounds right. Yeah. I was like, I think my mom was kind of miffed that I was like only reading weird sci-fi shit like in middle school. (laughs) So she's like, here, read something else. Cause like my mom is forever, like even now trying to get me to read like more canon literature and i'm like screw you Uh, yes the canon literature of chicken soup for the soul no i just think that she wanted me to see that there was like more out there and like let's be real i do read canon literature just not the canon literature that she reads so whatever (laughs) so it's an anthology so it's people's personal essays and it's comics and it's shit written by teens and it's people written i think like like a sandra cisneros something or another was in there from oh my god does sandra cisneros write house on mango street Mm. i've read house on mango street multiple times yeah it is okay i think like some vignettes from house on mango street is on there which if you haven't read i really really love like unironically i love house on mango street there were like definitely like there was oh my god there was this one about a kid who lived in hawaii or was like on vacation on hawaii and i'm like just getting a fucking brain blast right now remembering this shit this kid was on a trip to hawaii and like either something was erupting or like something around him like basically he had to deal with something in relation to a volcano and his shoe melted off his foot and like he had to go to the hospital for like second degree burns and it was like about overcoming your fears and being a teen and being afraid and i was like what this kid's shoe melted like 
that's aren't these stories supposed to make you feel better because i feel like that would just stress me out it, i mean it stressed me out deep man i was like oh my god like my little like maybe i was 11 i think like my little 11 year old self was like mom holy fuck what am i reading but like oh my god what else was in there let me google it wow do you want to know how i just spelled chicken please tell me h-c-i-e-k and v very good teresa i have an english degree <laughs> the creative writing major i was not a creative writing major i was oh no writer. you were not creative writing what were you i was a practical writing major okay i remembered it was something writing i just grabbed a word that is usually associated with writing in my brain Valid. yeah no trust me i'm not a creative writer by any means i am me either i was when i was a kid but like i don't know I just like don't have it anymore. About as creative as it gets, I write some fan fiction sometimes, but that's about it. <laughs> yes, you do. How did your Christmas fanfic go? Oh, don't even get me. I love that fic. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have opened that uh, no, can of worms. I really, really love that stupid fic, but like, not a lot of people read it, as all of my fics do, because I write really oddly in comparison to most fan fiction writers i have this like firm belief that fan fiction writers are really fluffy and flowery and a lot of them talk about like detail and stuff like that while i'm more about like actions in the characters it's kind of weird oh there was one about uh badly kissing somebody and like somebody's braces getting locked together too Oh no! Does that actually happen? I've heard of that in like stories and seen it on TV or whatever, but never like heard of that in real life. I guess I don't know. I like I wasn't kissing anybody when I had braces, so and all of my friends either like kissed somebody. I don't know. I don't know. We could look that up. I had a single person that I dated who had braces and that was my very first person that I dated but I did not have braces so I never had to fear for that situation how do you even phrase this kissing with braces kissing with braces stuck getting stuck 10 myths about braces oh I guess that answers our question welcome to our braces podcast my braces set off a metal detector at an airport that's a lie braces are for little kids no they're not even though apparently like eight-year-olds get braces now which is fucking weird mm. braces will increase my chances of being struck by lightning wrongo braces will hurt all the time wrongo i want you to know that i'm whipping every time i'm saying wrongo if two <laughs> people with braces kiss they will get stuck together Wrongo! Oh no! Oh, we we busted that myth. Busted. Not true. It's funny or scary to imagine two people with their mouths stuck together in a never-ending <laughs> embrace, but very unlikely to happen. The brackets and wires are used in today's braces are so small that it is almost impossible for them to get locked together. And thank you, JustSmiles.com for telling us this. Uh, that's a lie. My braces have come off. My braces will interfere with the radio and Wi-Fi signals. Wrongo. Brace face. I love brace face. Oh, here's a good one. Braces will make me look dorky. Wrongo. Mm, I'm sorry. That's true. Yeah, they kind of do. I used to think like braces were really cute though when I was younger, which is really fun. Oh, here's a good one. Myth 10. If I have braces, I won't be able to play my flute. That's wrong. 
<laughs> That's really wrong. I had like sunburn on my lips and I still played my trumpet anyway. Like shit happens, dude. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then, but like my trumpet instructor is like, Teresa, you're literally crying as you're playing right now. Just go home. And I was like, they hurt so much. But your dedication to the music was too strong. Oh my God. I was like, okay, thank you. After he said, just go home. I was like, thank God I'm free. <laughs> but anyway, do you have a name for this? podcast i mean i was thinking chicken soup for the podcaster's soul i like that i mean it's pretty straightforward people will get the reference and i think it's pretty obvious that it's it's a podcast about chicken soup for the xyz soul or uncle john's bathroom podcast uncle john's bathroom podcast uncle john's bathroom readers are also anthologies but they have like no real theme besides that they're just like wacky and fun yeah so i think we should stick to chicken soup for the somebody's soul and oh my god is there chicken soup for the gamer's soul please look this up for me chicken soup for the gamer's soul chicken does it exist does it did i get lied to chicken no but somebody has a podcast and they named one of their episodes chicken soup for the gamer soul oh okay on chicken soup oh chicken soup for the runner's soul that's fun i guess there isn't a chicken soup for the gamer soul and personally i think that's fucked up whatever i know that there is a chicken soup for the xyz soul video game what yeah here i can find it god chicken soup for the soul the game it's a board game all right i thought you meant like a video game i thought there was a video game one too apparently there's also one for kids too apparently there is not one about video i thought there was a video game that sucks oh well i thought it was like a wii game or some shit like that maybe i imagined it maybe you saw like a a photoshop mock-up that somebody made of one that's entirely possible except that seems like something that would be on tungler.hell tungle.hell you're absolutely right all right panda lay a lay a good old podcast idea on me come to the market set up shop i have a really great idea that uh i thought of literally like 15 minutes before we started recording and this is a podcast where queer women talk about characters like fictional characters that they like and they try to determine if they want to be this character or they want to date this character. Oh, so fresh podcast. And it's called (laughs) and it's called life goals or wife goals. Ooh, that's good. That's real good. Because I feel like there is like I feel like it's a uniquely queer experience to like see a person or see like a fictional character and have this sort of ambiguous attraction where you can't really tell whether or not like you want this character to be your girlfriend or you want this character to be like you want to look like this character That's you want to be this character. Totally understandable. Who do you have a character in mind? Um I mean, there's probably a lot of characters that I could think of, like the Lady Flame from The Adventure Zone oh Amnesty. Oh my gosh, I love one. her. She's more like she white girl from Kim Possible, my go-to girl crush from my childhood. Pretty much like all cool girl characters, I have this a- these ambiguous feelings about whether like, I don't know if I want to be them or date them. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely like 
I know earlier we were talking about Sailor Moon and everybody knows that I have a huge crush on Sailor Pluto. She's been yes. like my wife. Like I've already said Borat voice my wife like four times. I can't keep doing this to me. <laughs> She's been like my wife since I was five years old. And she is like the true wife goal. Like I love her so much. And like, yeah. Maybe she is life goals too, but like she's so like smart and like doctory, and I'm like an idiot. So speaking of Sailor Moon, I feel that way about Sailor Uranus. Oh my god! Okay, she is life goals because she's squeaks. Um, she's good. She's really good. The girl who played her in the musical is very good. Oh, she's so pretty. And oh my god, the girl who plays Pluto is such an angel. I love her. She's so cute. Good. I think most of the Final Fantasy 15 girls, I would gladly accept as wives, as wives. My sen- my 10 million wives. I love them. I love them all. But yeah, that's my idea. And I already came up with the name. I'm so happy. I love it. It's a prime. It's really good. But I also feel like a lot of times queer women also have male characters that they wish they were. Would this also be talked about on this show as well? Or... Or just women or like female aligned characters. Because sometimes there are characters that are totally gender ambiguous. And I'm all about that. I really get that. I feel like that would be something that you could maybe do for like like its own special episode. Where you talk about dude characters. Because like I want this as an idea. I like the, this focusing on like female characters. Yeah. But like... We don't want to leave out the fact that there are these, like, male or masculine-aligned characters that are so, like, aspirational in a way. Like, they have, like, this aesthetic that you really want or, like, something like that. But when it comes to, like, attraction, maybe there's not as much there, like, in terms of, like wanting to date them. My shelf of figures. Like, all of my favorite characters are mostly men. But uh, I, out of, like, my figure collection, only two of my figures are men. Well, in all fairness, I think that male characters get more and better development in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But female characters, especially if it's, like, anime, they get more merchandise because, you know, gotta sell them waifus. Gotta sell them waifus. And it also doesn't help that most of my figures are actually (laughs) Sailor Moon figures. So... (laughs) I alone have three legitimate Sailor Pluto figures, and then I have a minifigure and a Funko Pop of her, and then I have two Cardcaptor Sakura figures, and then I have Naru from Sailor Moon, and then I have the Imposter Sailor Moon San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, because somebody got it. I have that one, too. That's, like, probably one of my favorite figures of all time. I love her. She's so good. And then I have um, my Haikyuu best boy. Actually, I do have a few male male figures, but they're just kind of spread out a little bit more. And I have Rock Lee, and I have a JoJo, and I have a Final Fantasy figure. I must say, I would have been very surprised if you didn't have a Rock Lee figure. So all of Rock Lee's figures were ugly as sin, but then a figure of him was announced last year, New York Comic Con 2016. He was displayed, and I got so emotional that I cried in the middle of the show floor at New York Comic Con. That's okay. I almost cried over a Carcaptor Sakura figure at a con that I was at a couple oh, months dude, ago. Was it the really big $300 one? 
Probably, yeah. <laughs> because I've cried over that one in public as well. She's and so beautiful. She's so beautiful. And the person who was like was running in the booth was like, I have her. She is my prized possession. I clean her daily. And I was like, oh mood. But I think another thing is that with a podcast like this, it creates a reason for creators to care more about their female characters. Yes. Because so often are female characters so like shitty. For instance, Boku no Hero Academia is like the hot anime that everybody cares about right now. Somehow I knew deep down within my bones that you were going to say My Hero Academia and I don't know why. Okay, so I haven't read it since where they Okay, so where they are now at the end of season 2. I haven't watched it or read it in a really long time. But I I've read never enough. watched or read any of it. It's just fun. to set that out there. It's fun. So it's really fun and the characters are really fun. And if any of these girls in the series were to be in a different series, they would be like the designated best girl for everybody. Like all of the girls in BNAJ are best girls. Like they're all so fun. They're all really cute. They all have personalities to some degree. However, nothing is done with them at all. Their stories never really get any attention besides like, Ooh, I have a crush on Deku. Or, ooh, I don't know if I can do this. I have to believe in myself and, like, that's it. Like, it's like a two-minute reflection and they're fine. And just, like, I actually wrote up a whole entire thing about this when I caught up to the manga. And God knows if I'm ever gonna find it because it was, like, long. And just, like, I have a lot of beef with how, like, these women are treated and they would be really, really good if just, like, given the opportunity to grow a little bit as a character. Oh, like my favorite character. Uh, so my two favorite characters in the whole entire series is the invisible girl who like nobody ever draws fan art of because she's invisible. So it's just like drawing clothes. And then um, this girl, Hatsume Mei, who is a side character. She is from the support class. So she's like a mechanic and stuff like that. And I absolutely- What does she uh, look like? She's uh, the one with yellow eyes that have like the crosshairs in her eyes and has like the pink banana hair. I think I've seen pictures of her. Probably. She's like my sweet baby angel. And she was like my Twitter icon for a really long time. I like the frog girl. Oh, everybody does. She's an icon. But with May's story, it's so upsetting because she shows up during the field day arc so it's like hey we're gonna show like what we can all do kind of deal and it's like this really big event and it's like televised and everything and it's super exciting and Hatsume May goes up to Deku is like hey we're gonna team up together because I know how you work and he's like I don't know how you know this but okay and so she literally like helps him kick mega ass and then when she gets to the next round for uh like the showdowns to win like the overall thing she literally just like shows off her invention and then steps out of the ring to lose on purpose because essentially like the creators it was just kind of like oh well it's done Deku can move forward and this girl her whole thing was that she just wanted to show off that she can be a good mechanic essentially and make really good hero um equipment and that's like just to show off to um the officials of the school and i was like what kind of bullshit is that <laughs> like i wish you could see the anger in my oh face my right hey, now <laughs> like literally if you get me on a tangent about how much i love hatsume may like it will never end and like invisible girl who's like also my best girl like she's naked like all of the girls have such terrible outfits she's naked she just wears gloves and boots like she's not wearing anything mm. else she's wearing just gloves and boots as her hero outfit and mm. like what kind 
kind of shit lets a 15 year old do that and like mm-hmm. um i'm not gonna like keep talking because this isn't bnha the anger podcast i've lately just been reflecting a lot on how like especially like and let's be let's not get this wrong like this podcast I can totally see could be about any female character. It could be like about your big girl crush on Xena, or it could be about um, Scully, or it could be about Xena is another girl that I don't know if I want to be or date. That's totally valid. I feel about that with Willow from Buffy, honestly. Mood, I big love, mood. I love Willow. I've the biggest mood, him. even Buffy herself too. But anyway, even Cordelia. Is her name Cordelia? Yeah, it's Cordelia. Okay, cool. That's like, oh my God, did I get her name wrong? But even like, especially just in anime and like, I've been reflecting a lot on how anime viewers experience female characters and like how there aren't a lot, if any, a series dedicated to like a cast that's predominantly women and how we view women, like how we view female characters and just like, there's not a whole lot of series about women that are adults and they're not fetishized in some degree so like for instance there's or the series isn't like typecast as like girly yeah exactly like there are like it's not something that's like considered like quote-unquote all ages yeah so um for instance shonen and shoujo are like uh young girls and young guys anime type genres and then the step up from that is uh, Saison and Josai. If I am pronouncing anything wrong, I am so, so sorry. And a lot of Josai includes a lot of like um, soft boys love. A lot of the stories are still in related to women, but like a lot of them are still romance stories. And then there are some that I absolutely adore. Like for instance, Kids on the Slope in Shogun Raku Rakugo Shinju are considered Josai anime, and but they're mostly about men. And that's totally cool because they're actually really well-written men and they're exciting and stuff like that. But if you look at Saison anime, there's like nothing about women. It's like men refuse to watch anime about women unless it's like creepy fetish shit and it's a part of their fantasy. I bet this would make a good Malog. This, oh my god, it would. Like, except Malog is about movies. But so maybe I'll just. I've been thinking. Well, there are so, anime movies. Yeah, there are. Um, I'm writing for a site called Coca Controller. Actually, my first article is coming out this week. And I might actively write something about this because this really beefs me uh, a lot. And like I was actually like I've been on the hunt to find actual anime about women that aren't in like a creepy situation. And so far I've. Pop Team Epic? uh, Pop Team Epic. Yeah, that works. Kurgihime, Jelly, Princess Jellyfish. Princess Jellyfish! Which I adore. I love Princess Jellyfish. There's also Shirobaku, Baku, right? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know what that is. Shirobaku, yeah. Shirobaku is about a group of five girls that went to high school together and created an animation club, or were a part of an animation club, and then now four years later, they are all actively trying to get into the animation industry. And Ooh. it's about like the troubles and the struggles of it and all. I've only watched the first two episodes. I need to watch more, truthfully, but I'm working on it. And there's just not a whole lot out there. There's some manga, like, for instance, I'm a really big Helter Skelter fan and Pink, but Pink is also about a prostitute and Helter Skelter is about a woman obsessed with her beauty. And you can still have a strongly and well-written female cast because really at the end of the day, Helter Skelter is not only about vanity, but it's about like manipulation and paranoia and stuff like that. And Perfect Blue is the same way too. And a series like that, there's not that many well-written and complex women. And like, even you could talk about like Full Metal Alchemist, like all of the women in Full Metal are so fucking good. 
Or you could talk about Death Note and how bad all of the oh girl characters God. are. Oh my God, Lisa got done so dirty in Death Note. <laughs> Every woman in Death Note was oh done bad. Oh my God, every woman in Death Note got done so dirty. Oh my God, Pan, you're going to be... I'm sorry, I don't need to extend this no, any longer than it needs I I'll to I'll wrap be. it up, I promise. I'll wrap this up, everybody. I am so <laughs> sorry. But just like, I love women. I can't help it. That's the mood. That's a big, big mood. I love women and I love... I don't want to be like, I love anime, <laughs> but I do. And I want women that I can truly not feel guilty about loving because they're not like weird sexual pawns. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Ouch. I think we've hit our time. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Me crying. That's okay. Teresa loves women. I mean, as if anyone listening didn't already know. Yeah, that's that's the mood. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess that does run us up on our time. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Where can the people find you on Twitter, Teresa? Oh, God. Um, Are you going to be okay? Yeah, I'm still distraught. Uh, you can find me at Vicuña, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. If you are interested in following us on Tumblr, uh, we are at Fresh Podcast Market, and I have yet to update last week's episode on the blog, so I should probably do that now. But yeah, follow us on Tumblr, too, where you can also submit ideas for podcast ideas. Yes, if you have your podcast ideas that you would like us to talk about, you could send those into the Tumblr. You can send those to us on Twitter. The best way to do that is to send those to us at freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. If you also want to be a guest on the show, hit us up. That would be super fun and we'd be glad to have you. If you would like to buy merchandise with our logo on it, you can do that at the link that is in our pinned tweet on Twitter. If you liked our theme music, that was Plants by Hopefully Not Badlib on SoundCloud.com. That's our producer, Jimothy Jam, on Twitter. And if... Oh, I don't know if we have anything else. Coffee. Yes, if you would like to support the show, you could do that for in $3 increments on ko-fi.com slash Fresh Podcast Market. I think that's it. Think Thank that's you for it. joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Pan. Everybody, time to drink some respecting women juice. Have a good one. Bye-bye. That's really the the theme for the That's, episode. Today's theme is respect women. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so heated. Panned. Oh. <laughs> Be-